Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watch and Walk podcast with Ebenezer. This podcast aims at inspiring you to trust in God and obey His Word every day. Be edified as you listen to this exhortation. Hello, friend. This is Ebenezer, and I believe God's grace is keeping you well. Last week, I shared with you the first part of my conversation with a Bible character named Hannah. Hannah's story is recorded in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1 and 2. The role of Hannah is played by Cecily McIlwain. Cecily is a Master of Divinity student at Bayless Truett Seminary. In this second part of our conversation, we talk about Hannah's strengths and her commitment to God. My hope is that this conversation will encourage you and inspire you to be devoted to God irrespective of the challenges that you face in this life. Please listen to this conversation. Now, talking about strengths, um, you did talk about it a bit, but I, I figured you had this strong prayer life. You were a woman of prayer. I mean, of course, the Baroness drove you more and more to God. But let me pick your thoughts on this, um, on this part of the story. When you were praying to God, and the scripture says that your mouth was moving, but nobody heard you. Um, so Eli thought you were drunk. I mean, he said to you, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. How did it make you feel? Well, usually when you're um, on your face before God, uttering words only for God to hear, you're you're already feeling a bit isolated. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, Eli's misunderstanding of my heart and intentions in that moment Um was shocking <laughs> at mm-hmm. best. Um, and I, I think it really just revealed um, Eli did not understand <laughs> fully mm. what was going on. Mm. Um, and I think in that prayer time, it was really important for me to just not be distracted, <laughs> to not oh, be distracted, yeah. even by the priest. Even by, oh, even when even the high priest tells you that you're drunk, you, you're going to keep <laughs> on pushing and pressing towards God, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, in our religious practices, there is sometimes in the fanfare of a, a busy morning and um, and even our religious leaders, they're not um, divine figures. <laughs> mm. They're not God. Um, and so with great respect, I kind of knew a part of the story that Eli didn't know. And so I kept on doing what I was doing, <laughs> kept on yeah. doing what I was doing, and poured out my soul before the Lord. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's great. And uh, as I was reading your story, it reminded me of the story in the Book of Acts, chapter two, uh, where these disciples, filled with the Holy Spirit, were praising God. They were praying, of course, before the Holy Spirit came, and some people thought they were drunk. And so uh, it just reminds me of how sometimes when you are having this deep moment with God in prayer or having this deep spiritual moment, people can misconstrue or misunderstand what is actually happening. Mm -hmm. And they can judge you very, very horribly. I mean, wrongly, right? But let me look at opportunities. I mean, you had, of course, you had a strong prayer life. You were steadfast. You moved um, ahead in spite of all that was going on. But what were some of the opportunities that God gave you or provided for you uh, to just be a blessing? I think, and, and it maybe sounds strange to say, but I really um, think that the years of, of barrenness and the years of struggles I had um, was in some way a grace gift. 
from mm. God. Um, certainly didn't feel like that <laughs> in the moment. Um, but on the other end, uh, like I mentioned earlier, just having the opportunity, I think, for God to let me sit in a difficult moment and to not save me from it right away or mm. to give an answer that I that made me feel happy or even gave me understanding about what I was going through, that none of that came quickly. Um, it came uh, with a great deal of patience and even with um, a promise on my end to God to give um, the son that I, God did gift me with, Samuel, um, to then lend him back to the Lord, <laughs> to be a, a, a priest and a Nazarite. Um, and on the other side of that, the overwhelming joy and love that was fulfilled was spending time um, nursing my child and giving him back um, to the Lord and being a part of that really special ceremony in Shiloh. Um, like I said, we go to Shiloh each year and each year I would bring a new robe, a simple robe, um, mm. not nearly anything as, you know, amazing as priestly garments. Um, but I would make a simple robe to give uh, my Samuel every year. And it was so special, <laughs> so mm. special that as Samuel grew, um, I got to make clothes for him to grow into mm. and to see him every, every year. And yeah. I even had um, more children after that. I had three sons and two daughters. And so oh, God's okay. face just shone <laughs> on yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I would have appreciated um, the great gift of those children, mm. the great gift of, of my family and of asking something of God, um, had he not let me, given me the opportunity um, to wait. To wait. And to pray. The opportunity <laughs> yeah. to wait and pray. And uh, coming back to the issue of lending your son to the Lord. Help me understand, you are praying and waiting on the Lord for a long time for a son. And said, "If you, Lord, you give it, you give him to me. I'm gonna give him back to you." And then you follow through. You actually give your son to the Lord. He said, "As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord." Why would you do that? That's what you were looking for in the first place. Yeah, but you know, I I tell you what, I I think children. Um, already belong to the Lord well before they belong to me anyway, oh. <laughs> even though I birthed them, <laughs> even though they're my oh, children. Yeah. So it reminds me of the scripture that says, children are gifts from the Lord, right? Okay, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And, so, um, goodness, and, and love doesn't end. I think my, my great and deep love for Samuel doesn't end just because he doesn't live in my home and I didn't raise and nurture him. Um, in maybe a typical way that the the love of, of having God follow through <laughs> on something I had asked for and in a way that I couldn't have imagined to then give my, my child back to service to the Lord. It's just special. It's something that there's almost no, no words for. It doesn't really seem to make sense, <laughs> mm. but um to make a pledge um, to God in that way and to know that God is going to do something great and amazing through Samuel um, and that I got to play a role in that, that God gave me a role in bringing um, that child into the world to do great things for God and with God. And 
and in our our kingdom was just uh, filled with an overwhelming sense of just joy and pride and honor to hmm. have been chosen um, by God and <laughs> to do that and to to bring him into the world. I'm I'm sure many other women in the Bible have had um, that same experience. Again, I'm no I'm not the only one um, who's had the experience of God doing something surprising um, through a birth <laughs> wow. and using a woman. Um, who maybe falls out of the story outside of the initial birth. Um, and there's nothing really spectacular about, about me. Um, but that was my contribution (laughs) to, to God's word and to God's big story. And, um, to my community story was to, to just offer up Samuel and be faithful in that way. Wow. I hope you learned a lot from this part of the conversation. Please join me next week for the last part of my conversation with Hannah. May God bless your reflection on it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. Watch and Walk Podcast comes to you this and every Wednesday. To get notifications of new episodes, please subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Watch and Walk Ministry. Visit us at watchandwalk.org to learn more about this ministry. God bless you.